All right, it's now time for Race Chat Live with Chris Creighton and Craig Moore. All right, good evening, Race Chat Live fans. Taz, are you there? You got me here? All right, I got you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. All right, good, good, good. All right, Race Chat Live fans, welcome. <clears throat> Sorry, we're running a little bit of behind. A little bit of technical issues on the uh, producing side of the show. I don't do this too often, the producing part, that is. So uh, yeah, it's just a little bit of a snafu. But hey, Taz, I don't know about yeah. you, but I'm sure as hell glad we're out of Texas. <laughs> Apparently Listen, when they said everything's bigger in Texas, that also meant the rain delay. Well, I've seen the women in Texas, and they're right in one aspect. Uh, (laughs) It was a hell of a week in Texas, but we did get some good news. But I do have a question for you, and I think I posted this in the the preview. How quick Chevy forgot Kyle Larson's indiscretion of his racial slur Easter weekend? I... Oh, I saw a statement from the Chevy GM about this, and I think they, I think they kind of saw it as he did his time. He's still learning upon it. That whole spiel. So I think they're just kind of. Um, I think for Chevy, I think they're just kind of playing it by ear, see how it goes. I mean. I think Chevy kind of saw it as well. If Hendrick wants him and Hendrick's trying to get him, then we'll do our part. We'll keep with Hendrick because we can't really tick off a big name in racing that's brought us many championships. I just want to know how much money was exchanged. I'm, I'm curious I, to see if... Uh, I, have no, I have no idea. I, I figure I'll start the conspiracy theory before Chris does. <laughs> <laughs> but he called it He said he was going to be at Hendrick So we'll give If Chris is listening We'll give the devil his due uh, He did say that he would be at Hendrick Which was Which was a uh, Kind of a no brainer Once once uh, SHR put um, Their people in seats uh, It was kind of a no brainer I actually Getting back to Texas, I actually thought Clint Boyer was going to win that race for a while, um, which would have been fitting. But instead, we'll give Devil his due. The blad ass himself, Kyle Busch, uh, won, and he continued his 16-year streak as far as winning uh one race in every season. Speaking of the Kyle Bush Bladass team, Adam Stevens is unsure uh, if he will be on top of the pit box for Kyle Bush in 2021, but he expects to have these conversations soon. Wouldn't this be a conversation you'd probably start having before Daytona the same year? Like, you know your contract's coming up. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it could be because they're not, because he's only won one race this season and he fell out of contention at the, uh, you know, he didn't make a round of eight. And his wins 
certainly screwed up the uh, points for this week. And, and whereas it was pretty much a lock for, we thought, for a, an actual driver to uh, that was in the chase would win it. I think Harvick finished a lap down, if I'm not mistaken. But the title contenders had a uh, rough weekend. So there's only one sure lock for Phoenix, and that would be the crybaby himself, the best thing since sliced bread, Joey Logano. I'm very negative yeah. tonight. Can you tell? <laughs> I can really tell. <laughs> and, a, and I, you know, it's just I, I was I was happy that we were talking in the race thread about that everybody was pulling for him. I wasn't. I wanted him to pull right into the wall. I didn't want him to get hurt. But I, you know, honestly, didn't even like once Johnson was out of the race, I didn't even care anymore. It's just like. There we go again. <laughs> well, I mean, you don't expect anything less from Johnson. I mean, he's but, he's pretty I much mean, got a sight set on IndyCar. And well, the the I'll I kind of want to throw this lower on Johnson. The scheme he ran this week um, was actually done by a designer who's a huge. Uh, Jimmy Johnson fan and deals with um, many um, mental um, and emotional things and anxiety and it got to a point where um, and it all started with him just releasing a a Jimmy Johnson pride paint scheme it was a white base it was basically the rally car but except the purple and pink, it was just, you know, different colors. It was, it was a rainbow thing, which, which I thought was pretty nice. And I have to throw that out there. And all of a sudden he started getting like all these hate messages and hate comments. And it even got to the point where he was getting like threats. Um, and it got like really dark real quick. And he got to a point where it really broke him down and everything else. And, of course, a bunch of people rallied around and whatnot. And Ally, um, the sponsor of Jimmy, uh, worked out a deal with uh, Noah. Noah Sweet is the designer. Uh, Once he got um, healthy and started getting a lot better, Ally worked with Jimmy and Noah to make sure that they met uh, virtually and he actually did get to talk, and um, Johnson let him uh, design a paint, a paint scheme for him. And Texas was the chosen race, and so the scheme this week was a uh, was a scheme that was designed by Noah for, and it was amazing to to see and hear the story behind it all too, when they were going through all that. That is awesome. Chris was on the line and it dropped for some reason. He was in the studio. There he is. He's back now. Chris. Oh, Chris. Are you there, Chris? Oh, Mr. Crichton. Oh, he's there. So I don't know what, uh, maybe he'll chime in. Maybe he needs to unmute himself. I unmuted him. But um, 
Listen, real quick, that that's an inspiring story. I mean, I, I don't understand why people would send hate messages and things like that. But here is your top four on the here's the here's the ones pretty much the only one that's uh, in a must win Hail Mary uh Buffalo Bills kind of situation, I guess if you will, is Kurt Bush. He's eighty one points below the cut line. His chances of winning are about as much as the chances I have of hitting a powerball. Uh, <laughs> he won't get in on points. He won't get in on points. He's 81 points below the cutoff line. Uh, Martin Truex Jr., who had a stupid-ass penalty, and I'm sure Chris will chime in on this as soon as he figures out he's got a hit on mute. Um he came to the track with an unapproved spoiler. Apparently, they decided to screw with it and skirt the rules. And when they went through the laser inspection tech line, they got snagged. So their crew chief got thrown out. And uh, I believe he had to start from the back of the pack, and he lost points. But he was the good thing is, <clears throat> excuse me, the good thing is he was leading the race. And oh, by the way, I'm up past eight o'clock. And that's a little bit of an <laughs> abnormalcy. So you're welcome. Uh, and and then we have Alex Bowman, <laughs> who's 25 below the cut line. Chase Elliott is 25 below the cut line. The top four, and as I said earlier, the only one that's assured to go to Homestead, other than I think Kevin Harvick, um, is Brad Keselowski, 25 above the cut line. Hamlin, 25, 27 above the cut line. Harvick, as I said, he's pretty much a lock to go to Homestead at 42 points above the cut line. So the race Saturday is going to kick off. Or I'm sorry, they're racing front, the trucks are racing Friday night. Um, then you have the Xfinity round, and then you have the Cup Series. And First time Xfinity has been at Martinsville in 14 years. Well, it's the first time. It's the first time, too. I heard it earlier today. Good evening, Chris. Good evening, Chris. Good Um, evening. It's the first time that all three series will set their final four on the same weekend (laughs) at the same track. So, yes, 14 years. Finally. Finally. I, I don't know how else to put that. But, I think uh, I think this. I'm just gonna say this for since you went over the the points a bit. Um, this week for Martinsville, honestly, Logano's case. So if so, even if he wrecks out or has engine troubles, whatever, at Martinsville, he's guaranteed. He has nothing to lose for. <clears throat> um. Harvick, I'm sure if he gets um, some stage points, um, prob- I would say if he gets a good amount of stage points in the first stage, he'll be locked in. Um, Hamlin, Keselowski, Bowman, and Elliott, um, wow. I think they're gonna they're gonna come down somewhere in stage three. Um, How about that injured camp though? Bowman. Truex, and Elliott are both tied at 25 points. And you expect the wild card to go to who? You expect it to go to Elliott, right? But Bowman could be the secret sauce here. I mean, if, I mean, if you look at how close it is. We all, we all thought, think Chase is going to make it to the end or 
has a better chance of all the Hendrick drivers. Alex Bowman has proved that he's he's got all his ducks in a row right here at the end. Sorry, Cass. Oh, it's it's definitely going to be interesting. But uh, Truex, I think if he if he fails to get uh, stage points, I would say or doesn't get enough stage points that he should be getting in the in the first, let alone uh, the two both stages. Um, I think Truex is basically out. So this, so Truex and Harvick are going to rely on stages. Um, I think Hamlin, Keselowski, Bowman, and Elliott—they're going to rely on um, obviously track position, which at Martinsville you kind of need. And, well, yeah, and if you're it, not starting. It's like Bristol. If you're not starting in the top fifteen, you're stopped starting a lap down. Well. Well, Bristol in, a, Bristol, in a way, you you can work your way through. I mean, it Bristol's a multi-group track, whereas Martinsville, there's no outside lane pretty much. So once so once you're on the outside, you kind of you kind of SOL right there. Very, very true. So, Chris, it's yes. been a while. How are you, buddy? Congratulations! Congratulations! I want to I want to congratulate you on, on my three years. On, uh, my Kyle Larson your, prediction. Your Kyle Larson prediction, yes. Now I'm sure you were listening earlier. You may not have been because you were dashing no, from door to door. No. I, I just but, come on. Um, I, I had my headphones in and I had to step away. I come back and uh, somebody was like Chris, Chris, and I was like, oh, hold on, but I didn't have my mute button. <laughs> oh, that's why I said Chris hit your mute button. Um, yeah, I'm just I, I asked I posed this question to Taz earlier and I'll pose this question to you. How much money do you think, if any, because you haven't we haven't started any conspiracies that I've heard in the last couple of weeks. How much money do you think exchange hands between Hendrick and Chevy to get Kyle Larson on board? Oh man. I mean, you know, you, you you almost have to believe, and I, I think I shared some of this with y'all, you almost have to believe that Chevy, when Chevy called Chip Ganassi and said, look, we know the sponsors are pulling, we're pulling out too, that was basically the direction that Chevy said, okay, we're not going to have any part of Kyle Larson, which means that we've cut ties not only for now, but for later as well. He'll have to get his second chance from somebody else. And, uh, you know, now all of a sudden, six months, eight months down the road, uh, you know, Chevy's perfectly fine with it. Um, It had to have been some kind of exchange. It had to have been something that Rick Hendrick did to convince Chevy. But I think I told you guys, if I was Chip Ganassi, I would be completely – I would feel more – Disowned uh, than the way that Junior Johnson felt when he had to go pick up his block, his head, uh, at the Hendrick camp. And that's, you know, literally what made Junior Johnson go to Fords uh, because he had invented a head and uh, asked for one thing that it did not wind up over at Hendrick Motorsports. And unfortunately, he calls over to Hendrick Motorsports. They said, yeah, we'll have it right out for you. And of course, you know, Junior Johnson goes and personally picks his head up from the organization that he said he didn't want to have 
that, that he didn't want to give his technology to. So, you know, it, it, it's reminiscent of that. And uh, if I was Chevy, um, well, if I was if I was Chip Ganassi, I, I would be uh, finding another manufacturer because because I do not fire my driver if I'm not told from Chevy, dude, you got to let him go, right? We're the manufacturer. You got to let him go. I would say, okay, I'm suspending this driver for till further notice, and he may not have a ride because of sponsorship. But I had to fire my driver the moment Chevrolet called down and said, "Hey, we're 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 uh, dismantling the contract that we have with Kyle Larson." That's telling Chip Ganassi, you know, you have to dismantle the contract as well. I believe that this is how Jimmy Johnson wound up at Chip Ganassi over an IndyCar. If you're going to steal my girl, I'm going to steal yours. I was thinking the same thing. Coincidence or not, I have told y'all on here that I believe that Chevy and Hendrick shafted Jimmy Johnson. They're basically forcing him out of a ride. And Jimmy knew that he wasn't ready to go. And so Chip probably picked up the phone and said, hey, so you heard about my boy coming over to y'all, huh? Yep. Yep. Seems like uh, Mr. Hendrick ran you out of your job, huh? Yep. Well, how don't you come race for me? Hey. It seems like they did, like, a knockoff trade. <laughs> yeah. Well, here, I guess something, something happened there. There'll be a book written something. about this later on. It has to be. Oh, oh God, yeah. Here, I got a question for you because you're a um, uh, God bless America, Johnny Sauter, uh, Mark. What do you about? What do you think about him turning Stewie on uh, on was that Saturday? You know, it reminds me. It reminds me of that uh, the funniest phrase that I can remember from Dumb and Dumber, and that was "kick his ass, Steve ass." <laughs> That's all I gotta say. Uh, well, I, I would say I was trying to find uh, the interview. F U two Johnny Sauter. God bless America, Johnny Sauter. <laughs> I was actually I was wow. actually just trying to find the interview that he did on MRN, so that way I can figure out because I think I figured out how to play it through the through the system through the board. But um, apparently it wasn't none too nice. So Stewie took to the Twitter machine because. And I'm not knocking Stewie because that's how people do it nowadays. Um, but he said, and this is right from his uh, Twitter, on October 25th, and he did it at 2.22 p.m. Before the Twitter, Twitter police go crazy, I'd like to apologize for using the Lord's name in vain on my MRN interview. I'm not, super, I'm not a super religious person, but I know what is right and wrong. I was wrong saying that. My parents raised me right, and I try to raise my son the same way. So whatever he said, he used the Lord's name in vain on national or on on the MRN video. And but it was enough. I think this rivalry needs to be set up. Uh, the two of them on a, on a derby track. Maybe they could do the enduro race this weekend at uh, Glenridge. <laughs> you know, this goes back to GMS. And Johnny and Stewie, I don't believe, got along when uh, Johnny Sauter was driving for GMS a couple of years ago. And, uh, you know, that's fine. But, I mean, I don't know. Y'all know I've always loved Johnny Sauter. I think I said last year there was kind of time for him to walk away. This is why I said that. 
because now it's not God bless Johnny Sauter anymore. It's F you Johnny Sauter. So, right. I mean, from now on, it should be considered F you Johnny Sauter because uh, it's just it's just gotten out of control. And uh, I'll stand by my comments. Kick his ass, Seabass. <laughs> yeah. No, it's I, – again, I tried to find the MRN interview excuse me, even earlier today, and I, I couldn't come across it. But, I mean, good for Stewie that he stood up and and apologized because, you know, he's he's a better person than than that. But listen, I will say that not that we've ever had any guests, anybody call in to ask questions, but I tried to call in to – one of the shows the other day on MRN, and they dropped me three times. They must not have heard it, wanted to hear me. Um, and it was simple, simply, will the cars, and I think this is a good idea. I don't know how much more, and I'll, I'll pose this question to you guys. With Texas being a four-day ra- or six-day racing event, should the cars for 2021, and how much would it take to get these cars all ready to race in rain in 2021. Oh, no. Go ahead, Taz. See, the problem, the problem is that certain tracks I don't think would be able to withstand the rain um, no matter what, no matter what changes you do. I mean, because if you get, if you get a washout, for instance, Hey, Texas rained 20 times worse than it did, and you're going to have guys driving in that with rain tires. Eventually, the low groove is going to be so wet that if they hit that just right, even with rain tires, it's going to be unsafe. I mean, for tracks for, say, like Martinsville or New Hampshire where they're more flat, um, I could probably see happen. But... I mean, I know people. I know people said, "Well, you, well, we ran Xfinity in the rain for the Charlotte Roval." Well, that's that's the Roval. I mean, that's you're not really on much of a bank turn for very long, anyways. Texas, if you're running an oval track like Texas, that's well banked. I mean, eventually that inside's going to be too dangerous for the drivers to be out on. I mean, regardless of rain tires. So, for me, it just depends on the track. If it's more of a flat track, I could see them trying it. If it's got some banking to it, I wouldn't even consider it. Um, I've just got one word, chicanes. You'd have to add multiple chicanes around the racetrack. Um, It wouldn't be a complete oval because you can't get these guys going over a certain amount of speed, uh, the, the ass end just won't, you know, it, it won't hold. Uh, the mist, I think, is a lot different than rain. Like, if we had had rain tires for Texas, I feel like maybe we could have gotten something done uh, because it wasn't really raining. Uh, it was more of a mist. Uh, but, it, but in most cases, as I said, um, you would have to add you would have to basically either run the road course that's on that track, or you would have to add chicanes around the entire racetrack and up to three to four. Well, what's the point then? 
you know, you're obviously uh, going to be slowing down the speeds to somewhere around, you know, back to the future, <laughs> 88 miles an hour, and uh, that that would probably be a pretty boring race. I because just, did you guys curious. not see? Did you guys not see the wrecks that happened at the Roval? I mean, in one lap, we had more wrecks in one lap than we've had the entire season in Cup racing. <laughs> well, yeah. And and I'll and I'll be honest with you, NASCAR let the green flag stay out way too long uh, for that race there at the Roval. But it was like it was almost like this is what you asked for. This is what you're going to get. NASCAR showed us what we would get if they didn't throw the caution. And uh, I think we had what nine wrecks all in one lap. <laughs> yeah. Now here and and here's getting furthering your point. Uh, NASCAR is the parent. The drivers and the teams are the children. And we let the uh, we let the kids be shown what what happens when we give you what you want. Things don't always work out in in your favor, right? So it's, I think uh, they were a lot more disciplined with the cup cars uh, than they were with the Xfinity because basically, as you said, Greg, it was more like this is what you asked for. <laughs> No, right, we're giving you what you asked problem. for. Now quit your bitching. Right, and and that's sometimes. Uh, I know I've done it with my kids and Chris. I'm sure you've done it with with yours and Taz. I'm sure you've done it done it with your daughter. If you haven't, you will. Um, sometimes learning from experience is the best is the best education you'll ever receive. Here's who uh, I'm still on the NASCAR.com website looking at who's odd, who's not going into Martinsville because that's the race that's going to hopefully take place without any. We are going to get snow up here, though, to, tonight and tomorrow, but it's not going to be a whole Yeah, lot. I don't want to hear get... that four-letter S word. The F word. I haven't said the F word. We'll no, leave that S for word. Chris. Oh, the S oh, word. The S no. word. <laughs> the S word. You mean snow? Yes. Stop it. Listen, we're only gonna get. We're only gonna get. I know, I know this is a family show, but Taz, you can relate. We're only gonna get three to five. Inches. When does this become a family show? <laughs> <laughs> did you forget Brandon we're, was on this show at one point, and he did had no filter. <laughs> Yeah, well, we've had a we, – who was that, Chris? Who was that gentleman we had on? Oh, the airplane guy. Kenny. Kenny Carroll. Yes, yes. No filter on that man. No. There was a couple other ones we had on that, that had worse filters <laughs> than he had. Um, but we're only going to get three to five inches. It's going to be gone – it's going to be like a teenager on the, and his first experience. It's going to be over real quick. And then the ground will freeze, and then the next one might stick. <laughs> but um, Alex Bowman, the Hendrick Motorsports driver, still below the cutoff line, but his 88 Chevy made a jump in the standings. Bowman now ties for, for the first elimination spot rather than being two spots out. The misfortunes of teammate Chase Elliott help push his postseason outlook when it comes to points. Bowman was third in stage two and a and fifth, uh, and finish and he finished fifth. I'm sorry. 
Keselowski didn't have a standout race, but his number two Ford did enough to keep his spot above the cut line. He even added his points to his points cushion. Kozlowski was fourth in stage two, and he finished sixth. Who's not hot going into um, the the paper clip this weekend? Well, we already talked about the one, and we'll talk about him in a minute. Talk about him in a minute. But the number eleven of Denny Hamlin, the Joe Gibbs driver, was involved in a rep on wreck on lap 60. His, excuse me, his number 11 Toyota nudged the rear of Max Hendrick's 42 Chip Ganassi Racing Chevrolet, sending it spinning into the 43 Richard Petty Motorsports. So white guy taking out the taking out the other guy. Chevy of Bubba Wallace, the two sustained damage, ending their days right then and there, but Hamlin carried on after pit road repairs. He finished in the top 10, finishing in ninth spot. Chase Elliott, he had tire issues late in stage two. His number nine had to make an un- extra unscheduled pit stop on pit road. Well, where else did he make it? Elliott ended up 27th at the conclusion of the second stage. He later finished 20th and now ties Alex Bowman, as I said. So, I'm going to tell you, I think team orders, they say team orders don't exist in NASCAR. I call bullshit. I think that if it comes down to it, um, the nod is going to go to Alex Bowman. What? I think they're going to. I think they're going to do whatever they have to do. I don't know who's rattling chip bags in the back, but it's, if it's not Oats potato chips, you're eating the wrong kind. Um, it's pretzels. Oh, what kind of pretzels? Yeah, pretzel sticks. They're really good. Uh, oh, are they? I like the um, the buttered the ones with the butter on them, the twists. <clears throat> Um, I really think that it's going to go to the nod. If there were team orders, I think I think Bowman would get the nod. Really? I no, do. I think I would think the poster boy. Listen, I'll give you whatever I'm smoking. <laughs> I won't. I won't ship it to you though, because that would be illegal. And one of our eleven no, 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 people no, no, listening no, no. might be. No, no, it's only illegal if they know about it. Right, but yeah, one of the eleven people the listening. <laughs> well, it, was, it was three last week, so where the hell did the other one of the eleven from? people? That's because I wasn't on. Numbers will go up this week. I was I was taking a nappy nap. Um, oh, okay. uh, one of the eleven people listening might be a DEA agent. You never know. Yeah, um, I'm sure. <laughs> but and some gummies it, too. Yeah, yeah, I love edibles. Gummies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> First time my mother had edibles was the last time I think she's had edibles, and they weren't for me because <laughs> she got dumb and had to leave. I had to leave. Um, yeah, but I do. I think that mm-hmm. I think that uh, Bowman will get the nod because I personally think that he and and Chase are in a inner inner team rivalry now that Jimmy's leaving. And you think about it, their young guns next year are going to still be. I mean, you're gonna have you're gonna have a hell of a stable between Larson, Bowman, and and um, Elliot. Who's who does who does hiring Kyle Larson? Who's, whose ass does that light a fire under? Does it light a fire under Chase's ass? Does it light a fire under Alex? 
what Hendrick driver is going to succeed and be better and what Hendrick driver is going to fail miserably. That's what you're saying with Alex Bowman. I think Alex will be able to overcome this because he wasn't the number one guy anyway. But Chase had to have felt this whole year that he was the number one guy. He right, was and that's taking exactly the reins to Hendrick Motorsports. And this has got to bust this has got to bust a bubble on that poor child. Oh Lord have mercy, the golden child. Now who is number one? Is it Kyle Larson? Because Kyle's coming in with a whole lot of heat on the oven. Well, hold on. Let me stop you there. Because Elliot's the number one ride in the Hendrick stable out of all four of them. Byron, hands down, is number four. Two and three, people are going to argue one way or another. I personally believe Bowman has the number two seat. Johnson has number three. Just based on performance. Um, not, I mean, I'm going to get John, I'm going to get Johnson and I'm a Johnson fan. I'll, Johnson's my number one favorite driver, but, and I'm saying Johnson's the number three driver in the stable, but, um, with, but Bowman's the number two, number two ride. He's now going from the second tier ride to a third tier ride. Larson's getting that second tier ride because um so I think it's gonna light a fire under um Chase Elliott in my opinion. And Byron's still gonna stay number four. I mean, yes he's got he's he's got a good crew chief that he's paired with before and won many races with before and maybe we'll see him be more competitive than ever. I could be wrong in that statement, but I think this lights a fire more so under Chase because now Larson has has the second tier ride for Hendrick, and we all know how competitive Larson is. We've seen it in the dirt world. He's going to bring that same spirit over to Cup. Yeah, I think you're first. Do you think I think. So? I mean, I, honestly, I think really, it's going like, like, to light up. going to be an automatic in. success, right? He's going to go out and defend for championships and all, right? That's what we want to believe. Well, I, well that's what we want to hope. I don't know if that's necessarily because, true. That's what we want to hope because all his money is being spent, um, that he's going to go out. I, I think it's kind of funny and ironic in a way that they're bringing back to number five. Right. Which, po- Come on, which Greg, poses another why. question. Because number five, the number five is not had. Excuse me, and I haven't pulled up stats on this, so I'm speaking probably out my my anus, my anal cavity. But um, and I will in a second. But the number five hasn't had a whole lot of success in the Hendrick stable over the years, based because they haven't used it. Yeah, they had one Texas Terry, and that was with Terry Labonte. Exactly, right. and that was the year that him and Gordon were bedmates. And they swapped it. What? They swapped Terry more than, only they won swapped one more race than, that year as well. Right. Um, the, the year that he won the championship. So, I mean, he won one race the entire season. He just had, you know, just awesome amount of top five finishes. That that number five car, you know, it's the original house car for Hendrick Motorsports. It was originally driven by Jeff O'Don. And the second car that was added uh, was the 25. So your two numbers 
or five and twenty five that started Hendrick Motorsports. So it's interesting that the twenty five, even though this is a California kid who's following kind of the same footsteps that Jeff Gordon followed, but also, you know, has driving talents such as Tim Richmond. Tim couldn't tell you a damn thing about the car, but he could go in and drive the, the piss out of it. He'd drive it like he stole it. Right. And so, you know, Kyle Larson, if I were to compare him to uh, to a Jeff Gordon or Tim Richmond, I'd have to say Kyle Larson was more of a Tim Richmond guy. But that five car, you know, it, it for years uh, uh, they let Terry Labonte stick around for way too long. And uh, once it was uh, Kyle Busch's ride, you know, he had a, he had a couple wins in the car. But the only time we've really seen the five car come to life was Mark Martin. And, uh, you know, for three years that car was unstoppable. Uh, Mark Martin almost won a championship in it. But uh, other than that, really, the five car has not been the most successful car in the Hendrick stable by far. <laughs> Yeah, I think that I, I, I'm kind of shocked, as I said, that they did it. I'm going to post, I'm going to try to post a poll up on the Race Chat Live page what people think are tough. To, I personally think Larson coming on board is going to light a fire in everybody's in everybody's ass. And oh, yeah, uh, snow is a four letter, is, an, is not a word, it's an, acronym, it's an acronym for shit no one wants. Oh, so, God, there's the S word. Wow. Yeah, no, I'm just trying to tell Taz that it's not really a word, it's an acronym. For shit no one wants. <laughs> you can convince me all you want, but it ain't gonna work. You still said it. No one wants. No one wants. That's no. Yeah, I get it. Um, so, I think it's gonna help Alex out. I think it's gonna benefit Alex's career more than anything. Uh, because once again, he is the underdog. We had expectations for William Byron. We have expectations for Chase Elliott. We have expectations for Kyle Larson. So that leaves Alex Bowman to exceed any expectations that we have him, which is the current role that he has played. And in the end, Alex Bowman will learn to succeed through that. What uh, now, what would be the greatest of all is that Alex Bowman really does become the next Tim Richmond because I think that we all underestimate Alex Bowman's talent. I really do. And I don't think he's think given Alex Bowman his all from day one. I think he was the nod of Dale Jr. The biggest question that's in the room right now, and this is something that kind of segues into the next next uh, topic, I guess, would be what happens to the 88? And I believe Dale Jr. I think it's going to Jr. Yeah, of course. Like, it has to go back to Dale Jr. now uh, because we don't want to see – uh, a Rick Ware race team come out with the number 88 next year and completely ruin the legacy that's been behind that number. Yeah, I think that I think they would that, have to come uh, after, they would have to come after Junior and Hendrick for it. Do what? In order to get the 88, they would have to go after Hendrick and Junior for it. Yeah, I, I believe that NASCAR will quietly Put that number aside, and uh, that'll be uh, Dale Jr.'s. But uh, now, cup, now I got cup number. Now I got th- now I got this thing. I, I mentioned earlier with the Hendrick stable and four cars, basically tier one, tier two. I kind of did that example, kind of rank them, I guess you can say. Now I 
I did mention Bowman get going from a, the tier two ride to the tier three. Now, the question remains: What sponsorships does Larson get? Bowman could still stay tier two while Larson basically gets tier three because we have no idea what sponsors are coming. Um, Chase Elliott has most is basically most, but like I think like four or five races sponsored for next year. Um, Byron's missing a few with Kurt going out. Um, Bowman set for the whole entire season because Allies fully sponsoring that car for the entire yes. year. Yes. And Larson, on the other hand, um, we have no idea. No one knows. But that Dupont. Right? Isn't that who Lumar is or whatever now? Isn't that a that's a if Lumar company stays, of that's if Lumar stays with them, or if they or goes with them. We're, no, there's been no official word of what sponsor is going with Larson. But we know there has to be a sponsor out there, right? I'm sure there is, but they they never made anything official, and not, let alone hit hit anything right now. I wonder if Credit One will leave Ganassi <laughs> and go to Hendrick. Now that Chevy has forgiven. <laughs> no, I think it's Lumar. And, uh, you know, it's perfectly fitted that I believe uh, back in the, you know, before Larson got fired that he was already pitted to go to Hendrick. Uh, that was the whole reason for the Jeff Gordon, Kyle Larson reunion out in California the beginning of the year. Uh, basically, Jeff Gordon was, uh, who, you know, is supposedly going to take over Henry Motorsports in the next few years, um, you know, offered that contract and was like, hey, you know, come over here and race for this team and, you know, follow my footsteps. And, uh, you know, Pretty sure that uh, sponsors were figured out then. And, uh, you know, it's just basically the timing thing where you announce that you're sponsoring from the get-go, you're going to be ridiculed, but if you wait, got to make everything a surprise. And then, uh, you know, it's, it's just like they waited until the day we were going to race at Texas on a Wednesday to announce that Kyle Larson. Yeah, I mean, what made Wednesday so damn important to announce that Kyle Larson was going to Hendrick? I mean, really. I mean, it was uh, people right, so, were looking for headlines. So I pulled up um, a couple of tweets I saw from Michael Carey of NASCAR Race Hub. Um, he got the sponsorship breakdown for Hendrick anyways. Um, so he's got, with Larson being unsponsored at the time, because nothing's been official, Bowman moving to the 48. But he put the number 80, but obviously it's the five. Um, the five is sponsorship that'll be that'll need to be reshuffled possibly. It says through his research, Vaveline sponsors two to four races all the way through 2022. Cincinnati sponsors Cincinnati. two races through, through 2028. Exalta's got three races for through 2022. And Lumar has two races through 2020. Um, 48 cars completely locked up with Ally. Byron could have four races open because of Hertz uh, breaking up with Hendrick. So 26 races are confirmed for Byron with 14 from Exalta and 12 from Liberty University. 
Chase has Napa for 26 and Hooters for three, confirmed. KBB and Mountain Dew expire after this season. Chevy Goods has not been confirmed for 2021. Um, he believes it was only for um, – they only came in for 2020 to get Bowman uh, fully sponsored for the year. Um, so maybe Chevy Goods could step in for a bit for just another one-year thing. Um could Mountain Dew do another, you know, one-year contract extension um, for Chase Elliott to be fully sponsored? KBB, on the other hand, I don't know. Um, and there's still a couple of races open for Byron. Question remains is Larson, but, I mean, based on the research shown here, um, you're looking at, for next year, Lumar going. Lumar's gone after this year. Unless Lumar resigns. Right. I, I expect there to be a, a major extension there. Which is the reason I mean, we're being kept in the in the closet about it. You know? Look the the details were in the uh were were in the apology letter. And that was the that was the secret. Well, if one matches, then why would he? Why was he writing that apology letter to that sponsor? You know, um, uh, I believe. Uh, why did he? Why did he say the name of the uh, the guy who owns that company if there wasn't some kind of tie to it? So, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I don't know. Like the, the devil's in the details, as they say. But uh, uh, it, it will be interesting to see. How that plays out, and if Hendrick Cars makes it on any uh, any race cars next year, because that's obviously the go-to when there's not sponsorship. So, sorry, I yeah, myself, uh, Exalta Exalta went down to 14 races starting in 2021 through 2027. Um, what this is for Byron, 22 this season expected. I'm assuming this upcoming season or this past season, I don't know. Liberty with their 12. Byron has, Byron definitely has space. But um, he, but he believes Exalta might step up a little bit to kind of help fill in some of that void. Yeah. Which I wouldn't be surprised, Denny. Um, if I think for, I think I could see Exalta. And Valvoline stepping up for Larson at least. Um, Cincinnati, if they're really in for that long of a haul, I wouldn't be surprised if they stepped up. Um, Lumar, we'll see. But who knows? Maybe Larson brings brings a couple of sponsors with from the dirt world that we never could think of. Who knows? Well, he could bring Lucas. He could bring Lucas with him. That's true. Lucas, Lucas Oil does. Yeah. Lucas Oil is with RCR and uh, Reddick. Right. So, I mean, like like Chaz just said, he could bring somebody from the dirt world that's never had NASCAR experience, and I don't want to say that or NASCAR sponsorship. 
I'm not saying that Ganassi isn't a top tier team, but if I Wait, can, no, not. Right. Well, I was trying to be politically correct. I don't know why, because this is not a politically correct show, for Christ's sake. Um, right. <laughs> Anytime you, yeah, you have to buy your motors from somebody. Right. And we exactly. see what happens every time that happens. You know, Kurt Busch hasn't blown a motor all year, but he's all of a sudden one of the top candidates to transfer to the Final Four and Weasel. Yeah. Exactly. But he could bring somebody from the dirt world that has never thought about it before because they couldn't the person that they wanted to go with i.e. Larson wasn't with a top tier team well now he is and he's pretty much going to be a poster child for for rebounding his career regardless of the car number because he's going to get a lot of TV time at Daytona they're going to have that they're going to have that camera on him more than they're going to have it on anybody and they're also going to have his in-car audio more than they have anybody. And that, that sponsor may say, "Hey, this is an this is an opportune time to drop fifty, sixty million dollars and take a chance." Right. You know, I think that that's, and it's not like he's changing manufacturers. He's staying in the same manufacturer, so he has an idea of how a Chevy handles versus a Ford or a Toyota or a Prius or whatever, you know, a Nissan or whatever they come to next. So I think that uh, it may be a hell of an opportunity for a sponsor like TNT Motorsports to uh, jump on board with that. Yeah. Kaz didn't hear me. I heard you. <laughs> I heard you. <laughs> <laughs> um, he didn't sound too sold on that though. No, he wasn't that's too a, sold. That, on. That's a lot. That's a lot of money for that <laughs> that I don't have. <laughs> well, you know, I'm I'm guessing oh, that if you shaved, oh, he absolutely will. But I'm guessing, Taz, if you were to donate at the end of November your facial hair, you could probably fund at least a go kart team. <laughs> yeah. oh, how about that uh, How about that election coming up <laughs> Listen Come on man Anybody I'm, I'm, I'm early so- voting I voted today and I'm going to vote again tomorrow So I hope I'm doing my part Well listen I gotta tell you this and This is getting off the racing subject But everybody's racing to the polls here in New York To do early voting but there is a loophole in, and I don't know if it's all over the country or if it's just here in the corrupt state of New York, but if you do the an FCT ballot. They say you can't have Thanksgiving. <laughs> exactly. If you do an absentee ballot, if you did an absentee ballot two weeks ago and then you watched the final debate and you wanted to change your vote, you can go to the polling place and vote in person, and that negates your absentee ballot. So you actually have an opportunity. Yeah, buddy. So here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that when I go vote Tuesday morning at whatever time the polls open here in New York, probably I think 6 o'clock they open. So I'll be at the polling place at 545 with my Dunkin' Donuts coffee, and I'll be there to vote. 
but I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to slide it in the hole, and then I'm going to look at the voting officials and go, I, I need to change my vote, and I want to see if they'll let me do it. Yeah, I would be afraid of that because then I would have to vote for the other guy. <laughs> no, I vote for the same one twice. <laughs> but yeah. uh, no, I'm glad to see that you uh, did your part and you went and voted, even though it was early and it was probably well. I won't say it's wrong because I have an idea who you voted for, even though. Well, you don't, don't worry. Have to tell I, them, they know I'm coming back tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so, who do you think is going to get the most popular driver award this year? Uh, Bubba Wallace. He's the most popular, recon- no, the most recognizable name of NASCAR in the world, is what. Uh, uh, well, well, that's because I mean, he keeps wrecking. I mean, or gets wrecked. I mean, I. He's a top contender, but I mean, come on, Chase Elliott. He's going to be another Dale Junior for this for this nonchalance. If Bubba gets it this year, it's because of what's been going on. Not trying to throw any shade towards that. Or anything else. Are you saying so it's because so of his no skin one, color? So no one attack me, but... No way! What? Are you talking about Toby again? Kobe? What? Toby. Isn't he, like, in the ground? <laughs> oh, God, here we go. Too soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, Michael Jordan. That's who it is. Michael Jordan. Yeah, okay. Yeah, there you go. Well, here's another thing. I want to see yeah. how many races Michael Jordan is actually at next year because when he was the GM I, of whatever team that he ran in the NBA, he was hardly there at a he was hardly there at a game. Yeah, he's still he's still the owner of the <laughs> of the Hornets, aka the. Is oh, that what it is? The or, murder Hornets. Yeah, now they're the Hornets. Yeah, yeah, they were the Hornets. Yeah, I don't follow. I don't follow anything that Hornets doesn't go again. around and around in circles. Yeah. Yeah, well, if it doesn't I mean, have a motor you know, I on it, I'm not. I expect to be full hands-on owner. I really do. I expect Jordan to be. As a matter of fact, man, I mean, I get to go to Talladega and meet Michael Jordan. Wow, how cool is that? Like, that's a. Are you sure you're I mean, going to meet him? I, I'm fascinated by the fact that Jordan's coming to NASCAR. I, I, I'm not sold that Bubba Wallace is the driver of the future for for Michael Jordan Racing. I expect no, twenty three XL. Yeah, twenty three eleven racing to bring a lot of success to that team because I expect Denny Hamlin will probably leave Joe Gibbs Racing on his own terms when he's ready, and uh, he'll still be competitive. Which Denny's in a short window now of about four to five years to make that happen and still be successful. So if you're going to make it happen and still be successful, it's probably a, like a two year window. So you get a couple right. of years for Bubba to help build the team and then see Danny come over and uh, finish out his career, possibly the way Mark Martin did or the way Kevin Harvick's doing right now. Because we all know, you know, Kevin Harvick is knocking on that door as well. So, you know, we want to see Kevin Harvick probably leave on the better side of what we've seen Jimmy Johnson leave. Um, because I think a lot of us, there was like, no, uh, he's just winding down. It's like he went from – Winning championships to wrecking race cars. And uh, so, you know, I, I'm not sure Kevin Harvick will hang on too long, uh, you know, similar to the way Jimmy Johnson has done. Um, but, uh, you know, Michael Jordan, the impact that he's going to have on our sport, man, I'm telling you guys, 
look, I, you know, all the racial crap, that's, that's you know, that was stirred up by Bubba Wallace. The fact well, that sure, it, it was Michael a PR Jordan, the biggest, the biggest star in the world, the GOAT of the world, uh, he's coming to NASCAR, and it's going to be mania, Michael mania. It's, I mean, it's the coolest thing in the world. I mean, in my lifetime, this has got to be the most exciting time ever in NASCAR. And, and I can't stand Toyotas. But just to see that number 23, maybe an Air Jordan, I mean, guys, come on, man. It's got to bring excitement to y'all. I mean, it's got to be awesome. I don't like the driver that they pick. Like I said, I think the successor of that's going to be Denny Hamlin later down the road. And dude, talking about Michael freaking Jordan, man. Yeah, I think they could have picked a better driver. I think being a one car team is shooting yourself in the foot too. Like, well, uh, you know, I said it the other day. Multi car team. This should have been a multi car right. team because multi car teams. Did better than single car teams. Even when Tony Stewart come up, he started as a two car team. Being a one car team, you're just not going. I mean, you know, to prove that you're not the fifth car, I mean, you're basically the fifth car, Joe Gibbs, because there's no way that you can go about it without without stealing somebody's data, without having right. somebody's right. notes to lean on. You no. Know? Um. Real quick, I don't know if you guys seen this. Actually, it came out today at three forty seven. Due to multiple COVID-19 yeah. tests, the number, the number 24 team's full over-the-wall pit crew did not compete Wednesday at Texas Motor Speedway and will not compete Sunday at Martinsville. The status of the other team personnel has not been affected. The 487 pit crew, who is staffed by Hendrick Motorsports, is serving as the 24's interim pit crew. Hendrick Motorsports has implemented detailed procedures to protect the health of our team members and follows recommendations of the CDC because they're reliable OSHA and the NCDHHS regarding the handling of positive COVID tests. So, um, it's it's definitely interesting. So I wonder how that will affect Byron this weekend, even though that he's got one race under his belt, but it's not the same people uh, that normally I, take I, your I think car. it's really amazing that Hendrick owns all these pit crews that are second and third tier team pit crews. So they're pulling a pit crew from Ricky Stenhouse to pit William Byron, even though neither one of these drivers are in the playoff. And the backup crew that's going to pit Ricky Stenhouse is coming from a Rick Ware racing team. So it's like, why didn't they, you know, uh, there's definitely tears into uh, where your draft board is for your pit crew, I guess. You know, you've got... uh, You've got the, the dogs of the south, and then you've got the the maybe one days, and then you got the nobodies. <laughs> and so uh, Ricky Stenhouse is going to be left with the nobodies. Actually, we ain't even heard of them coming up behind there, and they're going to be they're going to be in Rick Ware's race team. So uh, well, no listen, the, the crew that pits Ricky Stenhouse, <laughs> listen, the crew that pits Ricky Stenhouse might be better than his original crew. Yeah, we'll find out. But just imagine those guys who are going to be pitting that Rick Ware race team. <laughs> where did they get? Where they, where they stop at that love truck stop and pick up a couple of uh, lumpers? <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, 
But it just goes, like you said, it just goes to show you how in-depth that they're, the, the, uh, uh, pit crews are at Hendrick and how much interest right. he has in in pit crews. Three cars. Right. I think this would be a moot point at this at this juncture of the season or um at I'll tell you what I've never understood, of, Craig. I'll tell you what I've never understood, and this goes for the dirt world too. The guy who goes and buys the for for two thousand dollars he goes and buys the guy who won all the races this year, he goes and buys his crate motor for $2,000. Because basically what you just did was you just bought that guy's crate motor for him to go down and spend $4,000, which is he's going to spend the same $2,000 that you spent, and he's going to have a brand-new motor, and you're getting his last year's junk. How the hell yep. are you going to beat the man from last from using his equipment from last year? You're not. So it just shows that these second- and third-tier teams – that they are second and third tier teams. There's no way that they can show up to a racetrack and beat somebody in last year's jump. <laughs> you know, Dave, David Daniel Suarez said today that these guys are working so hard in the shop, but it's hard to get any speed out of a car that was made in 2012. He's racing a car that's eight years old, man. But, you know, we, we wonder why Hendrick and. Uh, Joe Gibbs and, uh, you know, uh, I guess Penske Stewart Haas are so damn dominant. We wonder why uh, Front Road can't catch a break. We wonder why Levine Racing folds. We wonder what happened to Furniture Road Racing. Well, shit, they're buying other people's junk and thinking that they can outrun them. Now, this this league sewed up between four between four guys between four team owners, and that's the way that they're going to try to keep it. Unfortunately, I think once the money dries up at Stuart Haas, there's going to be there's going to be real issues there. It's go expound on that. Well, I mean, you think about it. They don't. They're not building their own engines, so they're they're getting their engines from. Uh, uh, Roush Fenway, right? Uh, I mean, Roush Yates, Roush Yates Motors. They're building their cars, but the only reason why Tony Stewart ever was able to to create his own team, Gene Haas' team had been around forever, Craig. Right, uh, There right. was a number 66 Best Buy car driven by, what was his name? Uh, Jeff Green. Yeah. You know, those were the we're, types of drivers that, that drove for Haas. Um, as a matter of fact, if anybody can go back and look at that white Johnny Benson Number 10 car, I think that was a Haas car as well. It goes way far back than that. But Stewart brought $25 million for his two cars. So you turn the 66 car and whatever that driven by Tony Raines, whatever the second car was, I think it was a 70 car, something like that, driven by Tony Raines was trying that out. He was able to bring in Ryan Newman, and with his old spice and uh, office, Office Depot sponsorship, he was able to, you know, basically fund some really nice race cars for Stuart, for uh, Gene Haas. You know, Gene's got a lot of money behind it, but Stuart Haas, Stuart was the one that brought the sponsorship deal. Eventually, that that momentum that Stuart built many years ago, it's going to run out, guys. It's going to, you know, it's, they have to have fresh talent. That Chase Briscoe and Cole Custer are the future 
of Stuart Haas Racing. If those two guys do not pan out, there's not going to be any more money at Stuart Haas, and eventually you'll see the Stuart name leave the Haas. So, you know, it's really, you know, that's the only, when you're talking about the Chevy camp, you're not really talking about Richard Childress. The only time that you're talking about two organizations in a one in one single camp, right now it's Penske and Stuart Haas. And you just wonder how long can one team stay dominant. And I'll be honest with you, and we talked about this on the show, three cars at Stuart Haas Racing are not the same as Kevin Harvick's cars. Okay, they're not. They don't put nowhere near the same results. Kevin Harvick's won nine races this year. <laughs> Stuart Haas has won, what, two races outside of that? One race? One race outside of that. So, uh, by the rookie, Cole Custer. So, you know, um, Pitsky, on the other hand, I think all three of their drivers have won this year. Where did Blaney win? Has Ryan won this year? Where did Blaney win? I don't think he won. Blaney didn't win. See, Blaney didn't win this year. Wow. Hmm. You were talking gonna, about the tank. I'm going to fact check myself yes, here. Yes, so he did. He won phone. at the beginning of the year, right? He won at the beginning of the year. Oh, and I'm going to fact check race. myself here. I think he won California or something. Logano, right? Vegas, Phoenix. Hold on, we're getting there. Uh, Brad won the Coke 600 and Bristol. Um, no, oh, Blaney won Talladega. Okay, so yeah, all Talladega, three have won this year. Yeah. That's so right. how many years? Right. How many years do you think that the Stewart Chris, that Stewart Haas will be a um, combined team before oh. you said Stewart leaves Haas? Oh my God! If Chase Briscoe is as real as what I feel he is. Craig, I'm talking junk right now, okay? You know what I mean? Like, I really think that Chase Briscoe is the real deal. I really believe that Chase Briscoe is going to carry Stuart Haas into the next generation. Um, But I may be completely wrong. So the house money is on Chase Briscoe. We know Kevin Harvick will not be around in five years. If Stuart Haas is going to survive, you're going to have to see some dominance by Cole Custer or by Chase Briscoe. Chase Briscoe is the future of Stuart Haas Racing. And uh, I think that uh, there's a lot of pressure on Chase Briscoe, but at the same time, this kid was made for this, okay? He was in the, you know, we're talking about a kid who grew up adoring right down the road from where Stone, Tony Stewart was from. Uh, he was a fan. This guy has always dreamed of being in cup racing, and now he's racing for the guy who he thought was his hero. Um, this is a you know, this is a perfect match made in heaven. But Briscoe's gonna have to come out and he's gonna have to win races. That doesn't happen, Craig. I give it five years, and Stewart will be will pull his name out and he will just basically be focused on dirt track racing because he built his empire already, right? He's gotten two two championships from two different you know from two different generations of Stuart Haas racers. It's the first generation was him and Newman. Then Kevin Harvick brought it about in the second generation. In the third generation, it's going to have to be by Chase Briscoe or Cole Custer. Even if Harvick wins the championship this year, the next generation doesn't start until next year. So, you know, um, that's going to be up to what Chase Briscoe and uh, Cole Custer can do for Stuart Haas Racing. And, And basically, we already see whose hand it is. 
Uh, Tony Stewart's nodded at uh, Chase Briscoe and said, you're the man. Gene Haas has looked over at uh, Cole Custer and said, you're the man. And this is this is the exact same thing that they've been battling from day one. It's the whole reason, you know, behind bringing Kurt Busch to Stuart Haas races. Tony Stewart never wanted Kurt Busch to race at Stuart Haas. Gene Haas said, I want that guy racing for, for me, and I'll sponsor him. I'll pay for his ride. And and he did. And, uh, you know, so it's it's always been uh, – you know, mutual respect amongst the business owners. Tony's not going to pull out money out of his own pocket to race the race team. The only reason why Stewart's name is attached to Stewart Haas is because sponsorships pay for those, pays for that name to be there. As soon as that money runs out, they'll junior tell you, I'm not racing on my own money. I've got to have sponsorship. If sponsorship dries up tomorrow, junior motorsports goes away. It's just the way it is. They're not going to use their personal money to race. Oh, oh no. All right, I just, I don't know if this works. Let's see if this works. We were talking about, I said earlier, you think that, oh, it's processing. In a minute, we'll talk, hopefully by the time we're done talking about this and you're getting all three of your, uh, or both of your um, views on this, this, this clip will upload and it hopefully will play through. Um, I got it from NASCAR.com, but... Lug nut violations. Do you think this shit would be this uh, a thing of the past? Like, why are we still having these? Um, and here's the teams that were affected. Scott Gray's in the number six car. Todd Gordon of the twelve, and Johnny Klausmeyer of the fourteen. Um, they all got ten thousand dollar fines for these tires not being securely fastened. Um. It was the car, obviously, Ryan Newman, Ryan Blamey, Blame, and Clint Boyer. Um, they each had one lug nut not safe and secure. If these guys do pit stops in 10 to 12 seconds, how do they not get these secure each and every time when they do this each and every week? Granted, they can blame the weather, they have, but it's, it's getting to a point. Sorry, the dog is going nuts. Um, it's getting to the point to where this is a little ridiculous and they should be able to get this under control. I, I'm just curious as to, you know, this is, I don't know how many fines this is this year for lug nut violations, but it gets a little bit, uh, it gets a little, it gets a little, um, uh, redundant that every week you're seeing teams with lug nut violations and, and fines. And so I'm just curious what you guys think. Are you a proponent for the single lug nut factor? I mean, that's what, that's, you know, that's what they're going to try to push on us, right? Uh, well, so we can I, none of these this cars problem. are stock anyway. None of these cars are stock anyway, so it doesn't much matter whether right. we have single lug nuts or we have six. No, I think it. I I think it would behoove them, cost effective wise, quite possibly to go to a one lug nut IndyCar Formula One style style hub. I think they're always. I think they're always looking for cost cutting measures. I think right. that with the next gen car when that comes out in 2022, I believe it is now. Um, I think they're going to. It's either highly talked about. Or they're really 
I'm going to try to push for it. Um, consider one lug nut um, for all four tires. I think they're going to go from multi-lugs on each tire to now one one single lug nut, like you just mentioned there, for the next-gen car. Right. I, I think that's the case as well. That's what we're being pushed to. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's stupid as well. Uh, you, you obviously, you don't have guys who are going to purposely try to cheat the system. They know that they're going to get caught. This still becomes an issue. So you have to basically believe that it's a mechanical issue. It's really that these guns that, you know, they're being forced to use. They're not, they're not able to use uh, the technology that Joe Gibbs helped create with that, you know, awesome gun that he had that was going to keep this from happening. No, you have, everybody has a standard gun, and obviously there's mechanical issues with it because these guys wouldn't continue to be penalized for something if they knew that they could control the situation. Uh, you know, that when you start adding up these lug nut fines throughout the whole year in NASCAR, it makes a killing off of it, man. So, yeah, oh, yeah. it's almost driving the team to be a proponent to, for the one for the one nut <laughs> factor because look at how one much it's costing <laughs> Yeah, look how much it's costing the, these teams, man, throughout the year. Hold oh. Yep. So I guess I hope we answered that. Yeah. Um, no, here is the. Uh, go ahead. No. Are you about to play that? Yeah. Hold on one second. Let's see if it'll play. NASCAR finds three Cup Series teams for lug nut violations at Texas by staff report, October 29, 2020, at 4:15 p.m. NASCAR fined three Cup Series teams for lug nut violations found in post-race inspection Wednesday at Texas Motor Speedway. The no. 6 of Ryan Newman, no. 12 of Ryan Blaney and no. 14 of Clint Boyer were each discovered to have at least one lug nut not safe and secure, a violation of Section 10. 9. 10. 4 in the NASCAR rule book. As a result, NASCAR fined each of the crew chiefs $10,000, Scott Graves for the no. 6. Todd Gordon for the no. 12 and John Plausmayer for the Alright, so... I apologize. I hate computer-generated like things like that, and I didn't realize that's what it was before I, I aired it. But it sounded like we were under a weather alert. We are. We are, <laughs> because we're going to get that shit no one wants. Yeah, you, you, you keep that word Interesting, though. That was an interesting, interesting piece of technology you just used there, Craig. Basically, a computer was reading us an article. Correct. Because somebody was lazy enough and couldn't re- was lazy and didn't want to record it in their actual voice, <clears throat> so we'll know not to use that again. <laughs> but it's it's again it goes back to um, you know how much of this it's driving as we said earlier it's driving NASC, the teams to say hey let's go to this we obviously can't get this right. We obviously can't make sure these are secure. You know, and the weather did. Um, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna uh, throw light, shed light on it, or whatever you say. But obviously, the cooler temperatures in Texas, in Dallas, and I don't know if any of you all been to Dallas, but in the summer it gets hot, and in the winter it does get chilly there. Um, yeah, yeah, they have snow almost every year. Yeah, and uh, but. 
the glue I heard on the uh, on one of the shows earlier this week on Sirius that the temperature does play havoc on the on the glue that they use to uh, set the lugs on the on the tires on the rims. So they had to keep checking them. Now, does that excuse what they did? Hell no. But it's going to end up being that they're going to go to a, uh, eventually, like Taz said, they're going to go to a one lug, one nut, one nut, um, what you call it? She was just out. Um, they're going to go to a one nut system, kind of like John Crock. <laughs> oh God! I, when you say John Crook, uh man, that was that guy was hilarious. I mean, one of the most underrated ball players, baseball players ever. Uh, wow! You just can't help but think about Randy Johnson throwing that pitch ten feet over John's head, and uh, uh, just a character. You just. You know, I heard Cowherd say the other day, baseball got boring after the steroid thing. But the baseball that I, that I enjoyed as a kid was about showing out. It was about it was about personality. The, 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 the players had personality, and John Crook was one of those personalities. Wow, uh, way to way to pull that one out of the hat. A one nut John Crook. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to ask you guys something, and it's not, and I've heard it. I heard it said early in the year, um, and then I heard it, to, well, I think we might have touched on it earlier this year, and, and we touched on, they touched on it on a bunch of the shows on, on Channel 90. Set times to go racing. Now, I don't know about your work schedules, how, what, I don't know. Do you only do do you only do the DoorDash and Monday through Friday, or do you do it on the weekends? And I'm sure Taz working in retail. I'm sure he works he works Sundays unless he throws out the religious thing. And then I think Walmart would even have a fit with that. But do you think that NASCAR as a whole should go to set times one or three, and then seven for night races? So that way us as the viewing public can say, okay, well, we know that the races are going to be on Sunday at 1 o'clock on the East Coast, 3 o'clock on the West Coast, because if you remember, they tried this not they tried it not too long ago. Yeah, I I'm mean, all for one, one start time. If it's going to be a, it's going to be an after church race, it's going to start at 1. If it's going to be a West Coast race, it starts at 4. If it's going to be a night race, it starts at 7.30. I mean, you know, if you all want to do that for Eastern time, Central time, that's fine. doesn't matter re- even which one. Uh, but it, you have to take a stance similar to what baseball does and similar to what football does. you got to have a time to where you know when you're going to be able to watch it. So if I'm on the East Coast, then I expect a 1 o'clock start time or, you know, 12 uh, hour, hour ahead, right? So a 12 o'clock start time. I give you get you time to get out of the church. One o'clock will be fine. One o'clock Eastern time. That's uh, that's twelve o'clock Central time. Um, for a West Coast race, four o'clock. Because what's that? What's that on West Coast time, guys? That's one o'clock. That's one o'clock, right? So you're still you're still within that window. 
And then an evening race, if you're going to race at Martinsville at nighttime, you're going to race at Richmond, started at 7.30. We know that 7.30 in the summertime, you still have daylight. So you're going to transition. Uh, put it on that prime time. If we're racing Saturday night, it's prime time. So we want it to come on at 7, 7.30. You know? Just say uh, us, us, uh, us dirt people know what it's like to be racing at 7 o'clock in the middle of the summer. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I just think it makes it easier, um, easier like Chris said. I don't think it makes it easier the whole way around. Now, the marketing partners, television, television companies, broadcast companies, uh, we, for us it's easier. For them, it may be difficult because of what they have on what they're up against. Uh, college yeah. football, the World Series. Well, when you congratulations have to the Brooklyn the Dodgers, by the way. <laughs> the Brooklyn Dodgers, beautiful. Where was Kirk Gibson at, you know? And Oral Hershiser. Uh Yes, so, yes. You know. Oral something. <laughs> oh, this God, show's going to the dog. Oh, my God. I can't even remember what the hell I was saying. Anyway. <laughs> what was what, what were we before we were just Taking off the rail there. What what was what was the topic supposed to be, Craig? <laughs> time start times. <laughs> oh God, I think I made my comment to that already. What else was the hell was I, I trying to say? I don't know. I want whatever you're start eating. Time, the start time is you know should uh, be you know the same every week. I mean we don't start our show at. Uh, 8 Eastern time this week and then make it 6 Eastern time next week, we come back at the same, same time every week. Yeah. Should be that way in Nashville. Oh, congratulations to Austin Creed, by the way, for uh, advancing to the championship four in the Gator Mountain. Creed? Shelton Creed. What did I say? Austin Creed? <laughs> Who's that? Uh, we have combined Austin uh, Hill and hybrid of uh, Austin Hill and... <laughs> How about on Christian? Well, listen. <laughs> listen, I'm trying to give one of them props, but congratulations to Creed for advancing <laughs> to the top four. So, all right, let's uh, uh, let's start wrapping this up this week. To, uh, this week up, um, go through and give our picks for Martinsville. And we'll start in the Gander RV and Outdoor Truck Series. Here's what I'm going to tell you. If Johnny Sauter gets close to Stuart Friesen, the boy's going to hit F you, Johnny Sauter. His name is now F you, Johnny Sauter. F you, Johnny Sauter is going to get taken the hell out of the game. F you, Johnny Sauter. F you, man. And if he doesn't, then that's pretty sad. I mean, a simple bump. If they get near each other, Martinsville, Martinsville is a great place for. I um, sure slam that bastard. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Oh, sorry, truck got loose. Um, here's your top. Here's your top. Um, your top drivers: Sheldon Creed, Brett Moffat, Austin Hill, and Zane Smith. That's your top four as of right now. Yeah. You're in your and then 
I think they they they're doing six this week and dropping two. Correct? Is that how oh, the truck yeah, series yeah, does yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're all so your fifth and sixth, I believe. Then your fifth and sixth are Matt Crafton and Grant Middlefinger. Um, gnarly. And sir, I said gnarly. I like Grant Middlefinger. Yeah, yeah, I, I got to come up with things to make this. And who the hell names her kid Zane? What were they doing? Oh, I think Zane is they, a really cool name. Oh, man, there's some good stuff over there, Zane. <laughs> Zane Smith. <laughs> so, I, I think I that, named uh, my, uh, I named my youngest son Blaze. So, I mean, you know. Amber and Blaze. Oh, uh, we um, know what you were smoking. <laughs> was he named after marijuana? Was he? Uh, was he really? Hey, are you going to tell that to my son when he gets older? Well, you were named after some pot, man. Your daddy liked to blaze up, dude. <laughs> no, but if he ever wants to bore himself, he can listen to this episode. <laughs> Daddy, your daddy was so high when you was born. He named you Blaze, bro. <laughs> and how old is he? <laughs> he's, he's nine. He's not ready for this yet. <laughs> Bring him to Uncle Craig. Uncle Craig will corrupt him. If Daddy hasn't, Craig will. Um, <laughs> he was named after a village in Europe. <laughs> Imagine that—a yep. green little village named Cameron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, who the hell would name their kid Taz? I'm thinking that maybe because he never sat still. Yeah. Is it Tasmania? For real, dude. I've been wanting to ask that like this whole time. I mean, (laughs) is your middle name Devil? (laughs) Oh, man, I wish. Or Damon. (laughs) That's the inner inner angry me, the Devil. (laughs) Yeah. If you've ever seen him up close, <laughs> somebody makes fun of your name, you right? <laughs> well, Look, dude, like, I was called you know, Christopher Columbus, Christopher Robin, my whole entire life in school, so I don't give a damn. Listen, when I met, when I, when I named my daughter, I named her Desiree. I did it long before Mike Tyson decided he wanted to play hide the golf club. Well, then once he got in trouble for that rape charge which was really because he didn't walk her downstairs. Desiree became the most popular name of like 92 to 94 to name your, your, your daughter. Because actually my sister was taught thinking about naming her first kid Desiree, but I beat her to it because I have the oldest, the oldest grandchild. Um, you know, you, you, sometimes I sit back and I wonder where these people get off naming, uh, how they come up with names for their children. But I'm going to give you your winner this weekend in the truck series because that's what we're supposed to be doing, not talking about baby names of celebrities. Uh, oh, I have a child with the name of Malcolm. I have a white child. His middle name is Malcolm. And I have Why do you have to bring race into his, it? <laughs> and his middle name is Eugene. So, I mean, you can't get more Southern than Eugene and Malcolm, and they're both in the same family. Well, let me ask you something. No, that's cruel. Never mind. 
No, never mind. But I'm figuring you were a WWE <laughs> fan at one point, and your favorite character was was uh, uh, Dismore no, there. No, he, was, he was actually named after John Connor from Terminator. His name's Connor. He was named after John Connor from Terminator. Thank you. That's awesome. That's awesome. I actually, yeah. this is no joke. Actually, when I named, my son Zach's middle name is Reed, and he was, and I picked his middle name from uh, the WWE wrestler Ric Flair. His his one son is Reed, and I don't remember his middle name. Yeah. But um, I loved the name Reed. I wanted to name Zach Reed Allen, and his mother was like, "Absolutely not." I'm like, "Okay, then we'll name him Craig." She goes, "Christ, no." <laughs> I got two children named Christopher. So <laughs> she was like, "We don't need two of you." Well, lo and behold, yeah, he's two got of two of us, just with different names. Wow. She says he's more and more like you every day. I'm like, "Well, that's a good thing." Right. Because that so means name he's not Craig growing. Jr. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to give you your winner this weekend. It's going to be the guy with the porn stash, and I'm not talking Stewie. I'm talking Brett Moffat. Uh, Brett Moffat. Brett Moffat is going to be You the stole my pick. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Don't make him go out Tasmanian on your ass either. Oh, my God. But I know where he lives, so he might want to be careful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who's, who, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me not we don't live that, him. and I know where he works. He works for the wow. biggest truck. I mean, box store in the world. All right, all right. Brad Moffat. Brad Moffat. Who's going to be in the Xfinity series? Justin Algar. Really? You're safe. Justin. Justin Algar. Did I steal that one on you too? No, you're safe. Okay, good. I don't want you to cry twice. <laughs> wow. I might have to call your daughter and ask her to pull your beard. <laughs> and I think that uh, your winner this week, your winner this week is going to be in the Cup Series. Everybody sit back. Uh, if you say Drive Hamlin, I'm going to come out of my chair. No. No. Oh, wow. I'm going to go outside the box. I'm going to go with what? the man that got... I'm going to go outside the box. I'm going to stay within the top eight, but I'm going to go outside the box. Okay. And I'm going to go with the driver of the number 19 Bassmaster Chevrolet or what? Toyota. No way. Martin, Martin Truex Jr. Wow. Taz, you need to be writing these down, my friend. Wow. Wait. That lays in. I mean, that's down. Implication. Oh, yeah. Has Holy crap. All right. I think here. that I think that they'll rebound well from their their screw up this past weekend or this past week at Texas, and good God, I hope we don't have another. I, d- I hope we don't have another weekend like that. I don't well, know if you guys follow. Martinsville very well. Well, doesn't run Martinsville very well, so that's all right. I don't run. Period. If you see me running, it's because the cops are behind me. Um, you see me running because so, the nuclear bomb just went off. So Craig said, Moffitt, Allgaier, and who else? Martin Truex Jr. Wow. You know, I've considered him, and actually, I don't 
I'm not. I, that's not my pick. I've considered him, but that's not who I'm going with. Well, good, good. Keep your picks fresh in your head. And uh-huh. I want to hear what Chris has to say about his picks well, for the I'm, weekend. I got to go with Zane Smith. I don't even know the Jesus. guy. Jesus. I like his name. I think his name's pretty cool. I think I think uh, he's. <laughs> you remind me of my old college roommate who would just pick a team just for the name. He didn't even know the sport yet. <laughs> I know, right? It's like I don't know who this guy is. He's been he's been showing up a lot, and his name's Zane, and he's got a really cool name. So Zane and name kind of uh, they, they rhyme. Wow. So I think uh, Zane. Yeah, I don't know what's in your edible, but I want some. And then uh, in the Xfinity Series, you know, it's a short track. Briscoe's been on a tear, but he's going to have Cindric not breathing down his throat. Uh, He's got to stay on the forward side, so I'm going to go with uh, Austin Cindric. Chase Briscoe is going to come into a close second, being that he's already locked in. Uh, He'll give love to a fellow uh, Ford driver there. And Austin Cindric will pick up the win in the Xfinity Series and their return to Martinsville. And in the Cup Series, I know you guys, hold on. Here it comes, here it comes. I thought about Kurt Busch, but I didn't I didn't think he could do it. Okay. It would be a fairy tale story, but I don't think they can do it. I thought about Chase Elliott, because he normally runs good. I even thought about Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin, you know, this is his home track. But, guys, I'm going with the unordinary, the extraordinary, the showman, the bowman. I'm going with Alex Bowman for the win, y'all. I'm telling you, there's something that's been lit up underneath that 88 ass, and he's going to take that thing to to victory lane at Martinsville. Wait, you're going Bowman? For real? I'm going with Alex Bowman. Winning at Martinsville. You're okay, daring. So, you're you're giving way too many high hopes for him in this race. So now let me ask you something. Okay. He wins the race. Right. Where does Dawsonville, Georgia's favorite prodigal son finish? It puts him out, dude. And that's why Bowman wins because it puts Chase Elliott out of the championship. Bowman wants blood, man. I'm telling you, he's the showman. It's Alex Bowman. He's going to put that clock up there. He's going to say, this clock got me to the championship. Alex Bowman, man, I'm telling you, I'm not just now jumping on the bandwagon. I've, I've silently been for Bowman from day one. Mr. C.J. Sports, I think, has probably chose Bowman a little bit more than I have. But, man, this is push come to shove, dude. This kid has showed through the playoffs he is not in that number fifth spot for no damn reason. He's in the what is he? The fourth spot or the fifth spot? He's there, he's there man. Yeah, Alex right. Bowman. So, so you're going Bowman, Cindric, and you said Zane Smith for the trucks. Zane, the name Smith. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Oh, man, oh my God, I can't. I can't even get over it. Oh. Okay. My mind just. Going to take a little while to process that one. (laughs) 
But you have to make your chase picks after this because this is obviously going to screw everything up with me and Jack Craig picking the two drivers that we picked. Well, I mean, Truex, I can kind of see. So, I mean, not going to lie there. Um, Listen, but, first off, when somebody says I'm not going to lie, it's pretty much close to a lie. They're uh, covering hey, up their track. It's I'm actually not lying for this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually not. Okay, so that's that makes it even better. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for trucks, since someone stole my Moppet pick, thanks a lot, Craig. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> Listen, you can go with the other porn star. He's starting to grow one. I don't know if you've I'll seen it. it is. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. The one that's going to wreck F you Johnny Sauter this weekend. F you Johnny Sauter. F you. Oh, real quick. I tagged Danielle Trotta in a post uh, in a tweet oh, the God. other day. Bet she... Because she <laughs> can't stand Weird Al Yankovic. What? And they used How do you they know like Weird Al? Eat they it. used the Weird Al Yankovic Eat thing. It. Listen, we don't want to hear about your personal life. Um, <laughs> not this type of show. Um, they used the Weird Al uh, song coming out of the break. And so she kind of came out of her skin. And so I tagged her in a post on Twitter. And she actually liked it, and I think she retweeted it. So that was pretty cool. But I will say, and I don't know how, how before we get to the rest of Tasmanian Wait a minute. Picks Wait a minute. Taz, Taz is not big, right? I mean, what? Go ahead, Greg. Make it fast. Have you guys, have you guys ever tried to call into one of those shows on Sirius? I have yeah. not. Okay, well, uh-huh. I said the other day, and Chris, I don't know if you were listening. I thought but I tried calling it. He hung up on I, me. I, I tr- Why'd you piss him off? Of course. I mean, why else would I have called him? He's the Rush Limbaugh of MRN, or of uh, the Nat, the the NASCAR channel. If he doesn't like what he has to say, he hangs up on you. Yeah, he's the but Jim I tried Utter to, of telephone calls. Yeah. if I tried, But I tried calling in. I wanted to call in to Chocolate Myers and who is that, John Roberts? Yeah, I don't The other day... I listen for – well, I can't stand – it sounds like Chocolate Myers has done crack or something because he constantly is going yeah. – it's like, dude, yeah. get it out of your mouth. But I yeah. listened to them for almost an hour the one day. I wanted to call in. They didn't give the damn number once. Not once. They didn't take a caller for over an hour, and I'm thinking to myself, I thought this was a show for fans. Well, then the next day – Somebody called into one of them and made mention of the fact. He goes, I'm not going to mention what show it is. He says, but some of these shows on this channel do not even take call-ins. They don't even give the number. And I'm thinking to myself, dude, we were listening to the same show yesterday. And here we want callers. We want people to call it, and nobody calls because we only got like eight people listening at any given time. But I will tell you in a couple of weeks we're going to have a stellar lineup of guests. Uh, we're going to have Tom Varon back on with us on the 18th, 18th or 19th. And uh, I'm trying to get Spencer Cherico to, to join us. And um, I don't, Kaz, how old is Spencer? 
Do you know? I don't even know that one. Uh, it says he works at Walmart or Target, but I didn't think he was old enough to be living out on his own yet. I have but no idea. I've, I've invited I've invited him to join us, and uh, then you're working on a couple guests for the for the year end wrap up show. But um, and I know that I know that Tom has some exciting news. I was talking to him. His his grandchild put him in. You know how Facebook has those. Uh, multi-level chat rooms now where you can have like seven people in a room at a time a video chat well his grandson the cute little bugger that he is pushed a button and so tom and i were chatting and uh, he had told me that uh, he's got some exciting announcements to make and he'll make them on he'll make them on race chat live next month so but taz i'm sorry i interrupted your picks I apologize. Please, please go on with your death-defying picks. All right. That you. Um, for the trucks, I'm going on the Ford side, so that eliminated everything down to Thor's for at this rate. I am not going with the defending series champion. So Crafton's out the door. My pick. You're- I'm going. With how Craig says his name, Grant the middle finger and finger. (laughs) Now, the reason why I say this, in in his seven starts of Martinsville, two top fives, three top tens, that guy's due for a win at that track. Yeah, yeah. It's two places where you know in finger can show up at, and then short tracks and super speedways. Um, Infinity... Oh, God. I can't go against Briscoe. I'm sorry. It's there. I know he's locked in and everything, but but I I can't go against him. The guy's, like, unstoppable at this rate. That's where I think Ford Partnership comes in, and and they, and, uh, yeah, I basically basically said Chase Briscoe will pull over for Cindric to win see that but I just I just think Briscoe might also try to send much more of a statement being it's the last race before the championship race but um, in terms of the cup series um, that cat is really not happy (laughs) I'm going with the driver who's won there multiple times um, he, I think based upon his stats, <laughs> he's done exceptionally well, and he's been a top dog of the championship the entire season. I'm going with not a Ford, it's a Toyota, Denny Hamlin. Now, I'll risk my case for Bowman because this is why I'm mind-blown about this stuff. Bowman, I actually looked this up. Bowman at nine starts only has two top tens. Average finish of 22nd. Chris, you put a lot of high hopes into that guy for this race. Because he's going to copy everything Chase Elliott does. Until the final. He's, he's in a very unique position. He's in a very unique position. 
<clears throat> him and his him and his teammate are both tied. And I believe Greg Ives is going to basically play copycat to Alan Gustafson. And when it's all said and done, uh, Ives is going to make sure his driver is ahead of Gustafson. And that's going to be what wins it, man. I'm telling you. You get Alex Bowman, he's going to be harder to pass than Matt Kenseth and Ryan Newman on the last lap. I promise you. Very, very interesting. Very, Listen, I just want to bring this up. I just want to bring this up one more time. It is nine forty-eight, and I'm still awake. Yeah, I gotta go to bed. Five o'clock comes early. What? So five o'clock comes. Who's who's going to the playoffs and will end it on that? My four All right, go ahead, Chris. <clears throat> Joey Logano, Kevin Harvick, oh, Denny Hamlin, Alex Bowman. Well, that was pretty obvious, your first pick. Well, what's yours, Greg? I'm not even going to bring up Logano because it's a foregone conclusion. All right, uh-huh. so here we go. Martin Truex Jr. Mm-hmm. Bowman gets in ahead of Elliott because he's going to win. He's going to win a stage, and Chase is not. And Kevin Harvick. So what happens to Denny Hamlin? He poops himself. What? Is it bad? I mean, did he have diarrhea? <laughs> Barry. You know what happened was he ate about 17 <laughs> tablespoons of milk. You're really swinging for the fences tonight against me, aren't you? <laughs> I got kids. I, you listen, know, you listen you know. here's what happened. Was it, was here's it what number happens, one or number okay. two? Here's what happened. The morning of the race, Denny Hamlin is looking for some energy, okay? So instead of eating instead of eating like first form energy bars which I had a boss that used to eat those, he now works for that company. First form He tried lobster soup. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but here's what happens. He sends his crew chief He's out there to get a, a lobster. Yo, he's a God yeah, what a big bu- what a big pussy. Um, <laughs> apparently he's not what he or Apparently he's what he eats Because well I, we don't know if he does that But anyway <clears throat> He goes out He has his crew chief or one of his go-getters Go out and get him a thing of Nesquik Powder And he eats He gets up and he needs some energy So he has some of that And then like lap 20 at Martinsville He, he he feels he feels a gas bubble brewing. Well, it's not a gas bubble. He shards himself really, really bad, and that's what's going to happen to Denny. So, like, there's no way that. that you would want to win that race because then you would get out of your car and you'd have a big brown spot back there, and everybody would know. So it would right. just basically public humiliation would keep him out of victory lane. Correct. But, how does that but see, then when he gets. Is he going to? Uh, oh, okay, wait a minute. Is he going to come into pit row and they're going to wheelchair him out like like they did uh, Paul Pierce? <laughs> no. Here's what's going to happen. He's going to shard. He's going to get scared and he's going to hit. He's going to hit the wall. But he's going to hit. He's going to hit by the wall. <laughs> yeah, and then it'll be. A, yes. Could you imagine that shit? Honestly, could you? Im- Picture this. Let me picture. Let me put this in. Let me put this in to, to next season at Daytona. Okay, 
they're running wide open. Well, Bubba really doesn't know how, but he's they're running. Bubba's running as wide open Podium as he can finish, get. Rookie year. Huh? Podium finish rookie year, but we'll we'll we'll, we'll just ignore that. <laughs> Bubba Wallace and Denny Hamlin coming down. Now this is a dream scenario because I don't ever think that Bubba Wallace would get this close to the checkered flag leading the race. But it's coming down to where Bubba and Denny are one two two one, however you want to do it. Um. Do you think that Denny, seeing see how he has a Daytona 500 uh, Howard J. Earl trophy, would move over so Bubba could take the the Harlan J. Earl trophy? I'm sorry. Um, so Bubba could win the Daytona 500? I mean, it's a dream. But he would have – he would not only be a – uh, driver that has a uh, Harlan J. Earl trophy, but he'd also be a now a car owner. That's uh, yeah, it would be remnants of DEI, I guess. You know, winning uh, winning a five hundred like that. Uh, we would just hate for uh, Denny Hamlin to get killed in turn number three. I mean, if we're just going to go that far into this, so uh, <laughs> uh, trying to block the field. I don't really think that would be a great loss to the sport. <laughs> oh, that's terrible for you to say that. God. I mean, seriously. Well, we went from there is no name bigger in to, <laughs> to more bitches. Like, where's this show going at the end? Are we just trying to fill up the next 12 minutes? <laughs> well, I got seven minutes, but that's besides the point. Let's see what the countdown file oh, says. Shit. By the way, this All show right. is brought to you by Morty Music Entertainment and Karaoke. Um, MortyMusic.com. <laughs> Carolina <laughs> Motorsports or Carolina. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> yeah. We got five minutes in I, I did play your ad last week, though. Did you? That's good. That's good. I ought to put yeah. that in there. Um, for next season, I know we're working on some things for next season. Um, but for next season, we're actually looking at doing this a couple of different ways. I know Chris has got a face for radio, not television. But we're looking yeah, at yeah, maybe yeah. possibly doing a YouTube channel as well. So that way we can have like maybe nine views, nine viewers instead of eight. YouTube's definitely the way to go. I mean, it definitely is. So, so I'd love to do a Zoom like meeting. Knocked out of the chase. How does Danny Hamlin, does he get taken out in lap one, lap two? Who takes him? Does Bubba Wallace wreck his, his future boss? I mean, how does well, that would be pretty wind dumb. up not in the chase? Because we all I, have already suspected that this mechanical. was too much pressure for Denny Hamlin, and it took it took two damn weeks, and Daniel Trotter, Danielle Trotter or whoever asked Denny Hamlin, is this is your slowdown on the track because – of all the distraction with Michael Jordan bringing Michael Jordan to the sport, and so if he if he somehow falters here at Martinsville and winds up missing the chase, you know as well as I do that that's going to be the main excuse everybody goes to. But right, uh, exactly. you know, outside of that, I mean, seeing that Alex Bowman makes it in, you said Kevin Harvick, you said uh, uh, Chase Elliott and Martin Truex Jr. No, I said Bowman. We'll make it. Bowman. Okay. So, I as, what does that leave you? 
where does that leave? Where does that leave? How does Bowman get, or how does Hamlin get taken out? It's going to be, he's not going to take himself out, take him out. I think it's going to be a $2 part failure. Oh, wow. So, so Truex elevate themselves to the win. The pit crew screws up completely on Denny Hamlin. Alex Bowman's able to squeeze in on points. Denny Hamlin misses the cutoff on poor, poor performance, basically. Correct. It's going to be a $2 part, I think, that takes – because honestly, wow. I don't think that – I don't think that Joe Gibbs wants Denny Hamlin to bring him a championship. Just to see. Right, right. Huh? Right. Yeah, I mean, because, I, look, I, I felt like last year two teams got sabotaged for the right team to win. I mean, really, everybody wanted Kyle Busch to have that second championship because the first one had a, 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 a you know, an asterisk in front of it or something. Yeah, an asterisk. <laughs> you so, can't you know, say that word, uh, so I hope Joe. Well, I can't say ass and Chris, so I don't know if those two words go together, but. Well, yeah, they do, Ask actually. Asterisk. <laughs> right, I know they do, right? <laughs> so anyway, pass, 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 pass. Come on. Just just before we end this thing. What's the final four, man? Um, Obviously, Logano. Um, Harvick, I say. Um, Ham, since I predicted Hamlin to win, I say Hamlin. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go with Keselowski as the fourth one. Okay. Wait a minute, you didn't Obviously have Harvick he in gets there. In on point. Yeah, he's got Harvick. Yeah, Harvick's almost a lock in. I mean, basically, yeah, Harvick goes out Harvick, Harvick Harvick needs first stage and he's locked in. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. I was just checking. It's it's basically a done deal for Harvard. But uh well, I guess race fans that uh that about does it. And uh two hour show here tonight. Wow. Holy crap. It's been a long time since we well, had that's two hours. There show. was three of us. Yeah. Yeah. Took a little bit longer. Listen, my day starts every day at two thirty, three o'clock. Ninety seven. We do appreciate so, all the listeners. Yes. We list, we appreciate all the listeners who are listening. We'll be back next Thursday night. We're winding out the twenty twenty season. Uh make sure you go to the Thanks. polls and I'm not talking about the strip joint. I'm talking about go vote. Go vote. Go vote. And vote for that orange man. Because nobody <laughs> wants to live in a socialist country. Well, if if well, you're not unfriendly because I voted for Trump Biden. The funniest thing I've seen on Facebook. Yeah, Biden. <laughs> Biden. <laughs> we'll holler at you. <laughs> Listen, if if Biden wins, if Biden wins, Taz has got to shave his beard. Just don't cancel Thanksgiving and Christmas, dude. I mean, holy crap! You realize no, that's what you're governor. asking people to do? Yeah, I mean, that's ridiculous, man. Absolutely He's ridiculous. He's become the laughing stock in New York. Uh, he was. He was already. Uh, it, it didn't take but, this to happen. No, no, no. Just the whole but, world. Uh, anyway, we will talk to you guys next week before we get cut off. I want to thank Taz and Chris for joining us. I'm glad that I was able to join us this week. And uh, look, looking forward to seeing who was right. Taz, send me those picks 
and I'll post them up on the uh, Race Chat Live page. All right. All right. Sounds good. All right. We'll talk to everybody later. Good night, everybody. Good night.